Welcome back to the Subconscious Podcast. Grab your cafe, tea, or chocolate de abuelita, and don't forget your conscious because we have a whole new episode for you this week. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez, and joining me in the <laughs> studio this week is C. Valente. Yo, what up? It's C. Valente, local hip hop artist in Salt Lake City, Utah, and you're tuning in to Self Conscious Podcast. Hey. Hey, we did it. <laughs> Listener discretion is warned. This episode may be triggering for some listeners. No, no, since I've been off work. Where do you work? I work at Frito Lay. What is that? It's like the chip company. A chip company? Yeah, you know, like Lay's and Doritos. Oh, and Yeah, they make all those and shit. That's nice. Yeah. Do you want the chocolate one or vanilla? Let me do the vanilla. You want the whole thing? No. You don't want the whole thing? No, I don't like sweets too much. I'll go. probably honestly only eat half of that too. Thank you. I just don't eat sweets too much. Oh, yeah. wrong podcast. <laughs> so, tell us about yourself. I really don't know Valenta that well, like personally. I know mm-hmm. him as a musician. I don't know him as a person, so we're going to get to know him. Who are you? you know, I'm C. Valente. I'm a hip-hop artist in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a father. I'm a musician. Sound engineer. CEO, I'm, I'm a lot of different things wearing a hat, but growing up, I grew up homeless in Salt Lake City, Utah. Not most of my life, but majority of my life. And yeah, it shaped me to who I am today, I guess. That's who I am. <laughs> it's like vague, but yeah. still. We're going to peel those layers. Yeah. Well, how old are you? I'm 24. You're 24? Yeah. I thought you were older. For real? Yeah. How old did you think I was? Like 27, 28. Damn, do I look old? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> no, I think it's just because, like, you just come across as a mature person. That's what's up. Yeah, like, even just talking to you, you just sound like, I've been through shit. <laughs> I've been through life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that sort of situation, but also, like, even in your music, like, maybe this is just me, but, like, I feel like with local artists, just like artists in general, like how they do their music, like either they have a message or they don't have a message. Mm-hmm. And then some music sounds genuine and some music really doesn't sound genuine. And I think if the music is genuine and it has a message, that's how it, like, that's what makes an impact towards people or like um, listeners or audience, I guess. Yeah. That's how I feel about music. So when I hear your music, like, I hear a message behind it. Kind of like this guy gets me, like he's been through shit, I've been through shit. And he's still pushing through it. Or sometimes you're just venting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, word. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> nah, that's, that's what's up, that you could resonate with it in some type of form. But, yeah, I feel like if your music doesn't have a message, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's always cool to have music to turn up to and, and uh, live life to. Like, we definitely need that. But me taking on this art, it's like I have way more to offer. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who are voiceless so I just decided to put myself out there and say fuck it do you want a beer instead did you want like I'll take a beer hell yeah you you got one yeah because you look too stiff (laughs) I'm a little nervous I don't do this a lot (laughs) (laughs) I'll be right back alright we don't have beer she put it in the freezer but we're gonna take tequila shots for sure let's do it 
chairs. Why did you grab the one that you think has more or less? Oh, I, don't, I just grabbed the one on my right hand side. My fault. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I can take that one if no, you no, want me to. No, no, we good. We good. Okay, ready? Cheers. Cheers. That was not a shot. That was a big shot. That was half a cup, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's fire, though. What is that? You ain't got to say the name because they ain't sponsoring you yet. Uh, Luna Sul, if you're listening, sponsor us. Yeah, facts. Sponsor me. Sponsor Valenta. We're, we're uh, you know, artists. Yeah, no free club. No free club. <laughs> Okay, you feel better? Hell yeah. Relaxed? I'm ready to go now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said you're a dad? Yep. I got kids. <laughs> One, two? Uh, I got a kid and my girl has a kid. So two total. Aww, he's got a whole family. A little family shindig type shit we got going, yeah. How old's your kid, if you don't mind me asking? He just turned five. He's a baby. Tiny little man. He just started kindergarten. I don't have anything ready for this episode. No, you good. Valenta showed up late. I, I showed Hella up a little late. bit late to the studio too. So I've been prepping. They've had everything ready to go. And it just, I'm never up here on time. But it was good because this time he was super late. Like yep. super late. Like an hour late. Facts. Was it? No. It was, I don't know. It took like me, 30 minutes. Took me to a dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> Kaysville. I ain't never heard of that place. It's like dangerous because it's only white people. Yeah, they're looking at me crazy. <laughs> so you said that you grew up homeless? Yep. I don't have to answer if you don't want to. But I'm just curious, like, because I feel like that's kind of like, your messages are new music are more like about perseverance, about getting through stuff. Mm -hmm. But nobody really knows what your story oh, At least I don't really know what your story is. Like, I don't know what made. Sequelente. Yeah, I don't know what made you. Yeah. So, like, you know, I kind of want to know what, what made you, what inspired you to do music. I'm just like throwing a whole bunch of questions. No, you good, you good. And then, like, did music inspire you to get out of the homelessness and, like, you know, like, I guess make something of yourself, as cliche as that sounds? And, um, like, is that influencing what you do for your kids now? Fuck. <laughs> what made me, I would say, yeah, definitely. I had a lot of adversities growing up, for sure. I was raised by a single mother of six. I'm the youngest of six. Like I said, I wasn't homeless like my whole life. It was just like little periodic moments. Most of it like elementary, middle school. Saw my mom struggle, do a lot of different things. And I talk about it a lot in the music that I got coming up. Everything I dropped that I have released isn't really too personal. It's, it's more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's not as personal. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hard times. Like, I remember sleeping in a fucking van. I remember living at the shelter. And, like, my mom fighting women because people used to try to take our food in the community kitchen type shit. Mm. But, yeah, I, I remember, like, watching my mom fight, having to take us to football practice to try to keep us, like, out the streets and everything because mm -hmm. it's always been bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not as drastic as it is now, but it's always been very affecting, especially as a child. Like, I've seen a lot of shit early on. I feel like I don't want to get into it, because then I'm going to get No, go ahead. I, I talk about, like I said, I, I talk about all this in, like, my upcoming music. I'm going to drop a project, actually, and it talks about everything, so. Well, first of all, thank you for being vulnerable on the podcast. All day. I have to be. That, that's what separates me. 
And second of all, thank you for enjoying. Thank you for agreeing to be a guest on the pod. Thanks for having me. I want to say I grew up poor the way you grew up. Mm -hmm. Like, my family was, like, low income, you know, like, lower class for sure. But not, not to your extent. But I do know that, like, when my parents immigrated here and were trying to make it on their own, the first couple of years before they, you know, started growing a family, my parents were living at the road home. And my dad would say, like, yeah, he had to fight off people off my mom so she wouldn't get raped in the road home. Mm-hmm. And my mom would, like, she wouldn't stay there by herself. Like, she would be taking the tracks, like, roundabout until my yeah. dad got home from, well, home, but until he got back from work. And, you know, we remember, like, we grew up in, like, little... Like these little tight apartments like in west valley city and at the time like i was a kid so i didn't really know what our situation was you know yeah. i just knew that like i knew we lived in a bad area but i didn't really know how bad it was still a kid yeah but i knew like people were getting murdered like just around the corner people were getting raped where that situation was like if my parents were paying attention to me i could have gotten kidnapped or something, yeah for sure you know so i do know that and then i remember like when we got our first house i was probably like five or six and that was like, it was like a small house. It wasn't even like this big, big house. But it was a small house. And I remember it was like, I thought it was like a fucking castle because I've never, you know, like. Had a space that big. Yeah, we never had a space that big. Yeah. And then just seeing like the work that my parents have done to get to where they are, you know, like they, they have a new house and they have a beautiful backyard and everything. Like they still work really hard. They're not like super rich people. You know, they got to work at it every single day. Like my parents get behind on bills like every other person. Like, you For know, sure. it's just, it's hard. But I think watching them, like, push through the hurdles, like, instilled in me, like, that perseverance, that determination. I'm going to talk about this on the podcast, too, but, like, I grew up, like, I went to public school. And this is, like, TMI, guys. Like, when you say you've seen shit, I was like, I feel like I've seen shit, but I don't really acknowledge it. Like, I put it in the back of my head because, like, I've accepted that it's normal, but it's not. Yeah, for sure. I went to, I went to Franklin Elementary. Uh Uh-huh. It's like in Glendale area. Yeah. And I remember like it was like around first or second grade. We were um, we were walking home because we just walked into her house. It was just right there. But there was like a dead body on one side of the river. And like all these kids were like, you know, crowded around this body and like poking it and all this stuff. And you would think you would think an adult would come over and be like, hey, what's going on? You know, do something about it. No, like. I don't know which kid, it was one of my friends that went to go tell the guy who was the, the crossing guard to tell him, like, hey, there's a dead body over there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been seeing kids cross for almost an hour and didn't think it was weird for the kids to go all the way down to where the river is. Yeah. You know, it's a little sus. Like, you know that TikTok where it's like, that's weird. Yeah. That's suspicious. But, you know, we went home that day and my parents asked us, like, how was your day? Oh, cool. There was like a dead body in the river. Like, it was just like so normalized. Obviously, my parents thought that was weird Mm -hmm. but me and my siblings were kind of like eh like it's an everyday thing and then like a week later there was another dead body found on the other side of the river and again like nothing was really done about it and then I remember one time we had a shooter like somebody with a gun come onto the playground while kids were outside playing that's crazy right and like nothing and I remember like nobody was alerted until like later and all the kids were complaining about it, like, I just want to go home. <laughs> but, like, not really aware of the situ- what was going on. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm bringing all this up is because, like, it's weird because, like, 
it wasn't until I was like in a different environment with like rich white kids, you know, who grew up in a different environment For sure. or grew up like, you know, where that's not normal, where it started telling me like, oh, that's that's not that's not normal stuff. Like that's not normal shit in your neighborhood yeah. stuff. And like, you know, and then started getting the references like, oh you live in the ghetto. Oh, you must be poor because you live on the other side of the gateway. Because mm-hmm. back then, gateway used to be like this elaborate thing. I don't know if you remember. It used to be like yeah, this yeah, yeah. fancy place. And it's like passing gateway, you know, going downtown like you was in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And then going, passing the way, gateway heading, what is it, like east? East, going up to the avenues. Yeah, and like you're yeah. in the nice part of, of Salt Lake. So I always thought that was like kind of fucked up because, you know, they were judging people based on which side of the city they lived in. Side the tracks, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, like, you know, like, but I'm not a thug. I'm not a gangster. Or I'm not this. And even if that were the case, like, it, I feel like that's, like, the environment, the situation, the circumstance that those people were presented with. No, yeah, for you sure. Know? So. It's how they were raised, though. Yeah. So, like, again, it goes back to, like, environment and all that. Because going back to the road home situation, mm-hmm. I didn't know this until, like, later, right? I didn't know when my parents were, like, homeless basically like until years later but you know my we, my parents my family grew up catholic so so, so in catholic you're supposed to do like a lot of community service help help thy neighbor and all that mm-hmm. stuff and i remember my parents it was like community service hours that we had to do too for the church but my parents would say like you know try to work at the homeless shelter and i think like as, as scary as that place was for them as hard as it was for them like i guess they were so grateful because that's like where it started you know that's what pushed them to get it shaped them into who they are today and so like you know me and my my siblings and my parents we would go and help serve dinner and Mm -hmm. make like um care packages and all that and so you know i always remember my mom saying like be grateful for what you have and always thinking like oh my god you're full of shit you know (laughs) yeah you know and i i and like that's just me being a kid no for sure not understanding how, how bad people got it out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was a poor kid. Yeah, I was a scholarship kid. Yeah, I had this. But, like, compared to other kids... You had a lot. I was super blessed. You know, yeah. like, compared to other kids, I was rich. Yeah, for sure. Like, we compare ourselves to others being like, oh, we got it worse. And there's other people who got it bad. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that, com- like, us comparing ourselves to others is just, like, not... It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. So your life sucked. Okay, how are you going to change that for somebody else? How are you going to turn that into a positive but I feel like going back to you I feel like that's kind of like what you've been doing mm-hmm. like turning that like your past into something that's productive now yeah turning my adversity into accomplishments there you go. basically yeah. yeah man it's crazy because it's like all my friends and everybody I grew up with has never been in that situation so like I have this convo all the time you know what I mean and every day I remind my kids of like how much they got over the simplest shit. Like I instill that shit in their brain. The, the fact of waking up in a house, I remind them to be grateful. The fact that we got TVs all throughout the house, be grateful. The fact that we got clothes. Like growing up, like I had to borrow my brother's clothes all the time. And I'm a small dude, it's crazy. I'm the smallest in my family. So it's like everybody's big except me. <laughs> and that, that, that stems down for multiple different reasons. But what I'm doing now, I feel like if I'm not influencing somebody, then I'm not living my life. I feel like that's my life's purpose is to influence because so much of my life has influenced me from the bad, the good, 
my mom, my dad leaving at a young age, my step-pop coming into my life, my brothers being in and out of jail, seeing dead bodies, seeing a lot of shit that people don't talk about, doing a lot of shit that I don't even talk about. It just makes you think like, okay, if I'm from the bottom and I could touch somebody who's this high, then that, that's basically changing the world because I could bring that person down to my level for those three minutes in my music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they really listen to my music like that, I could bring them into my world. I could show them a fairy tale, you know what I mean? And vice versa. Mm-hmm. I feel like the kid is I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a bottle of this for sure. Another shot? It's up to you. I'm with it. Pour me half a cup this time, though. No, that was a lot. Okay, cheers. Cheers. That was a shot this time. A lot better for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think I was just gonna say, like, you know, you're a very humble dude. Nah, I'm not. You're not a humble dude? Nah, I get cocky from time to time. I'm just... I mean... There's nothing to be humble about. I'm just a regular nigga. I think you're humble. Like, you acknowledge where you come from, where you started. I mean, like, you can be cocky. Like, you worked hard to get to where you are. Yeah. So speaking of, tell us about your music. What What inspired you to get, you know, to get into your music? I don't really call anything that specifically inspired me. As cliche as it may sound, like it's kind of, it's kind of just meant to be. You know what I mean? Growing up, I'm just recalling like my earliest first memories of music. My dad he used to sing like in the shower and whatnot and around the house, and I just used to sit by like the window and he would sing for like as long as he was in the shower and just listen. And fast forward, I'm going through a lot of my life. I'm homeless. My son's like two years old. I'm sleeping in my car. I'm going to Salt Lake Community College to study psychology. But I end up taking a a music theory class. I kind of just fell in love with everything about music. And I wrote a song one day. I was like, wow, if I could figure out how to record this, I'm curious what it's going to sound like. Bought some equipment, set it up, recorded it. And I was like, wow. I can actually do something that makes me feel better. Like, I don't have anyone to vent to. I don't have anyone to talk to. Mm. And I guess that's where, like, all my vulnerability comes from in my music is... So it's like therapy in a way? It's therapy in a way. It's just me releasing some type of tension. Something, like you said earlier, you push to the back of your head. I'm recalling that memory and getting it out there. I like that. Music has been proven to be very therapeutic for people. For sure. Did you know you were going to be a good musician? Nah. Were you going to have a good voice? Nah, not at all. I mean, growing up, people always told me like I had a nice voice, but I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Stop being weird. Like, <laughs> like, not, not really knowing what the fuck they were saying. But it all kind of came together. And, you know, I'm thankful that I was in that spot at that time when I took that class. Cool. Like, destiny. That's what I'm saying. It's like cliche but it's kind of meant to be everything happens for a reason oh yeah for sure i believe in that yeah does your son know that you sing like does your son know that you're a musician oh yeah he comes to my shows he loves it yeah i i I try to get him to record some music from time to time teaching him trying to teach him how to sing i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm teaching him how to sing because i don't know how but i'm trying trying to get him is he like interested like 
they uh, they love it. Both of them love it. Yeah. They love music. Yeah, like they'll they'll just be like beatboxing. Like I'll be going downstairs and they'll be in their room like beatboxing and just like Are trying to come boys? up with raps. Yeah, two boys. That's they'll be cute. trying to come up with raps and shit. And I'm like, this is crazy. That's so cute. It's dope. Do you mind if I ask you like what were the things that you saw growing up? Like, did you say that you went through shit that like your other friends don't go through? Yeah. I guess a regular person wouldn't go through, like, wouldn't believe. So I'm, I'm curious if you don't mind us telling. A lot. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to say everything. You know? No, I've like, seen a lot of shit, man. I've seen, like I said, like, the most important thing to me personally is, like, my mom's struggle. That's regardless of all the crazy shit I've seen. The biggest thing to me is a man and seeing my mom struggle. You know what I mean? I've seen the only man that ever loved me dead cold, stiff, lifeless. I've seen a lot of shit, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to get indicted <laughs> in the future. Uh, yeah, I've seen my mom struggle a lot. I've seen my dad leave. I've seen, like I said, my stepdad, lifeless. Did he die of natural causes? Cancer. Leukemia, yeah. I was like 18, 19. We were homeless. Ironically, that wasn't it's that like. Long ago. No, it was five, five, six years ago. It's, uh, yeah, we were homeless when he died. He used to walk like five miles to work every single day because we didn't have a car. And he was just sick one day. Got diagnosed with leukemia, passed away. I'm sorry. No, you straight. He been in my life since I was like six years old. That's the crazy thing. Like that dude was basically my dad. Yeah. You know, I feel like I kind of know you, but I don't know you. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, you know you. <laughs> but like, it's kind of crazy because you're like, I've been through this, and I was like, whoa, different like lives, but like similar experiences. Mm-hmm. I've actually never had. A, I actually thankfully have a dad. My dad wasn't like always perfect, but he's been a good dad. Nobody's perfect. Around. We're all learning, especially how to be parents. That's something yeah. I find myself doing every day. But we actually had a friend, family friend, who recently passed away from cancer. And he had no idea. His family had no idea he had cancer for 10 years. Yeah, you don't know. And then, you know, unfortunately he passed away this year, 2021. And it just was brutal seeing, like, the stage he was in. Like, you know, because you saw, because this man was like a big thick so was my stepdad man you know like I wouldn't say he was like healthy but he was like just this big man you Mm -hmm. know like I just had this image and then like to see like where cancer got him is kind of like scary scary because like he was like flesh and bones like it was just bad and I mean he wasn't my dad you know he was just like my he was like one of my dad's really good friends Mm mhm but I know his sons, like we were friends. And so this man died in his 40s. That's young. I'm sure your dad died. Same, too. 40s. Seeing his boys was kind of like, I mean, they're devastated, right? They're, they don't get to have their dad. Mm-hmm. And like one of them has a kid and she's only like a baby. So she didn't really get to know her grandpa. And she's not going to get to know him. Yeah. Which sucks, you know? And... Um, his wife, who's like really good friends with my mom, and I love her to death. You know, she was telling us like, you know, I lost my partner of like, um, of almost like twenty years. You know, and so she's like, I lost my soulmate. And so it's kind of like 
depressing, you know, because like, you know, you're just grieving this loss of a person that left. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that happen to me yet where I lose somebody to cancer like that. Yeah. But currently, I have a great grandmother who's 100, 100 years old. Jesus. 15, bro. I'm kind of like, oh, so man, I don't know if I want to make it that far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that. I'm trying to die young, yo. Take me out. Happy. <laughs> but she's like suffering. You know, like yeah. she's at the stage where she's like, she wakes up, she's like, God, take me now. Fine. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, okay, she's like, okay. She's like, it's your will. But it, but it's kind of like, you know, she's making your grandma. She's like, take me now. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, bet. <laughs> You're lost. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep me suffering. <laughs> um, she's actually had cancer like three times. So she had cancer in her nose. She had cancer in her um, lungs. She had cancer in her, I don't even remember where else it was, but she survived cancer three times. But right now it's just more like her age and the disease that she has. And like the cancer is starting to creep back up again because, you know, her body isn't strong like it used to be. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like I'm losing my grandmother to old age, but, like, there's other things that are involved, but, I don't know, like, in your circumstance, I think it's tough because you didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get to know, you didn't get to have a chance for that. And, like, I've lost people in my life where I haven't had a chance to say goodbye. And so this time it's kind of different, it's kind of weird in a way, in a good way, right? Because, like, this time I get, I got to say goodbye. This time I know death is coming, and, like, I'm aware of it, and I can mentally prepare myself for it. But, I mean, when it happens, when she goes, because, I mean, I don't want to talk shit about it, but, like, I mean, I feel, unfortunately, I don't think she's going to make it to the end of the year. Like, that's just kind of the stage where she's at. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be selfish and say, like, I want to keep my grandmother here, you know, because I want her here. Like, it's her time. Like, she, I'm, I'd rather have her not suffering than have her here and still be suffering. Yeah. You know? But at least I got to say goodbye to her. Like, at least I got to embrace her, you know, and I get, at least I get to know that, whereas you didn't. So, and versus these kids didn't, you know, these my, my friends didn't even get to say goodbye. They had an idea. I mean, they knew death was knocking, they just didn't know how soon if it was going to pull there. through either. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't know, death is kind of weird in a way. Like, I used to be scared of it, but it's more like, I don't know. I wouldn't even. I don't know if we're friends. I would say we're just acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, like I've had like my best friend die when I was a kid, and like my uncle was like a father figure to me die, um, and now possibly my grandma. And I've had other family members and people that I know. I feel like people who really impacted me. Like that's where it hurts. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I don't know. Like those deaths have helped you know helped me grow and have helped me sh- and have shaped me. But it sucks because I was actually talking to. Um, other musical artists on here it was uh, Wally and, S- and uh, Slow Mo. Shout out Wally and Slow Mo. Yeah. <laughs> you the duo? Yeah. I was talking to them and they were telling, us, telling me how, like, death teaches you hard lessons that you don't want to know, mm-hmm. but you have to. Because they're meant to use them in whatever else you're doing in your life next. So, again, it kind of goes with the everything happens for a reason, even if you don't always see what the reason may be sometimes, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Fake, you look at basically. me like, I'm saying. No, nah, I'm not. Like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I believe in that. I told you I believe in that. Everything happens for a reason. I don't know what else I was going to ask you. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. Where are you, actually, were you born here in Salt Lake, Utah? Were you born in Utah? No, I'm not from Utah. Where are you from? 
I'm from Idaho. You're from you're from Idaho? Yeah. That would have never guessed. Yeah, my parents moved around a lot. So you were born in Idaho. Were you raised in Utah or did you move here? Raised. Raised in Utah. Raised in Utah. Earliest memory is West Valley. Salt Lake City back and forth. I lived in Sandy before. I lived all around the valley. Know Utah pretty well then? Yeah, until I get up here, like, <laughs> cat, once I go past the city, everything's like, why is there so many white people everywhere? Like, it scares me. Anything up north, he's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't fuck with nothing up north. <laughs> Wait, but like, as an artist, have you not been, have you gone out of state? Like, have you performed in other states? I haven't performed in other states, but I've been, I've been to Cali back and forth. That's where my family's from. Oh. My mom and my dad are from Cali. They're from the Bay. Would you want to stay in Utah? Or um, it depends on like the terms. Like, as a regular dude and nothing happens with my career, for sure, I'll stay out here. You know what I mean? If things go the way it's planned, then I'll probably have a crib out here, crib in Cali. But this will, this is where my family is, so this is where I'm going to set up shop. Yeah, this is where like, I'm going to try to do everything. So how is the musical career going? Is it going well? It's going great. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes. I don't really move like everybody else, drop songs, hope something happens. I think more so on the business side before I do anything, before I even have the inspiration to release anything. Like, I'm I, I'm gonna do this regardless if I make it or not, but I don't do this shit for fun. You know what I mean? I don't tell the world what the fuck I'm going through, what I've been through, how I feel for fun. That shit's not fun. You know what I mean? He wasn't smiling throughout this guy's face. Nah, not at all. I got a fucking mugshot face on me right now. <laughs> nah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Like I said, like, that's what gets me, because, like, I may not know you, well, now I do. But yeah, I'm now right. we getting to know each other for yeah, sure. Yeah, the tequila helps, guys. Yeah, hell yeah, that shit's fire. It's very smooth. What's their name again? Luna Azul. Luna Azul? You got, I, you got to sponsor us, you know? For sure. Where are they from? What's a good discount on a tequila? Like 25? 25% discount, you know, if you... Free bottles. You buy a tequila off of using the Conchas code, mm-hmm. the Valenta code. Yeah, 25% <laughs> off. All proceeds go to us. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Nothing to the tequila <laughs> Free sponsorship. No. I was going to say, like, I going back, I was like, um, your music, yeah, I think your music is genuine, and that's why it has an effect. Because I think starting the podcast, like, I've been getting to know different people, like artists, you know, artists, um, small businesses, educators, like, you know, people who thought that, like, people who've been doing their whole, their thing this whole time, but, like, I wasn't aware of it until mm-hmm. I started kind of going into that scene, like, into the behind the scenes kind of thing, because I feel like that's what, I'm not sure if that's what podcasting is, but I feel like podcasts kind of allows you to see, like, who's doing what in the community. No, like, for depending sure. Depending what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or what your podcast is focused on. In this case, like, my podcast is focused on, like, self-help and, like, advice and all that stuff. Like, sometimes it gets weird. <laughs> but for the most part... Weird it's like, is good. It's just to see, like, you know, what are people up to and how, how people, like, as, like, you know, aspire to get to where they are mm-hmm. like, in all that situations. But your music was, like, recommended to me. To oh, shit, for real? By who? 
don't even remember. No? Uh, <laughs> shout out to the mystery person. Yeah, if I remember, I'll shout them out on social media. Yeah, that's what's up. But your music was recommended to me, and they said, like, hey, like, I feel like you would vibe with his music. And so I was like, okay. I feel like if you have a platform, who are you to say no to somebody? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be some cocky motherfucker and be like, like no. I ain't gonna listen to you because I don't wanna listen to you. I hate the letter C, so you're not coming up here. Whatever. And so, like, you know, like, I went ahead and, like, started listening to your music. I was like, actually, this shit's kind of dope. Maybe the music was kind of, like, in my, like, you know, maybe this sucked. I would have been like, oh, let me think about it. That's cool. (laughs) Let me think about (laughs) it. And this guy's like, actually, this is kind of good. That's what's up. And I was like, I don't really know what he's been through, but I feel like he's been through something, and I can relate. It's like... I've talked about what I've been through on this pod, but, like, I've been through other stuff that I won't, I don't feel I'll, I'll ever be comfortable talking about publicly, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, talking to somebody else, and I don't even know if I'll ever be comfortable telling that to a significant other, I just know that, like, there's some things that I'd rather keep to myself, but only, like, in this situation, but, like, only you know what you've been through, only I know what I've been through, mm-hmm. and people who've been through, like, shit, people who've been through, like, hard times, like, mature quickly, like, they grow up fast. For sure. And so, you know, that's why I feel like, you come across as mature, but it's just because you've been through life. Like I was grown at thirteen. Grow up, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I was a grown ass man at thirteen. So we're gonna wrap this up. I don't know where this has been going, so it kind of goes all over the place. You're good. I feel like it's had a theme. <laughs> just kind of like all over the place. Mm. I guess like what you've been through, what you're doing now, like does that influence like? what you teach your son or what you try to tell people who listen to your music in a way mainly my kids i just write about what i go through what i live through but for therapeutic purposes for therapeutic purposes to get paid to money like i love music but money is what's going to change everything for me and generations to come I, i teach everything i went through i definitely teach my kids on a daily basis like the pillars of success, how to be a man, how to respect women, how to how to not be pushed around. Everything I went through, I literally, like, I have no filter when it comes to my children. I talk to them like they're grown-ass men, especially when they do something wrong. I'm not like, don't do that again, buddy. Like, no, what the fuck, sit down. We gonna go over everything you did wrong and we gonna correct that, you know what I mean? Because... If, if I leave this earth without doing the things I want to do and that I set to achieve, at least that I molded these kids, you know what I mean? And to be 10 times better than I ever will. They already got a jump start, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. You're a good dad. Thank you. You're a good person. Thank you. Those kids are lucky. I know they are. They're fucking spoiled. Shout out to the kids. <laughs> They're spoiled. I guess to wrap this up, what advice do you have for like somebody who, you know, is going through it or has gone through it and doesn't really see like a light at the end of the tunnel sort of situation? You know? Just in general or someone who wants to like do what I'm doing? In general or just, I guess both. In general, fuck it. So hard people go through shit I don't go through. So I can only like talk on how to get through what I've been through. You know what I mean? Everything affects you differently. But I'll just say it's not that bad. People got it worse than you. Whatever you're going through, it could be the worst thing in the world. Somebody got it worse than you. The kid down the street got it 10 times worse than you. Um, 
general, I guess. If you're doing what I'm doing, shut the fuck up. Keep your head down. Keep working. No one's going to give a fuck until the world does. And then as long as you give a fuck, it's all going to come. Naturally. Naturally, exactly. Don't be a fucking weirdo. Be annoying, but don't be a weirdo. Nah, be a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Just stay at it, man. It. I'm not even there yet, but if you believe, it'll come. For sure. I'll only add this to what you said, is that don't judge anybody. Oh, for sure. You can't. Yeah, like don't judge anybody. It doesn't matter what they look like. doesn't matter what job they're working, what education they have. Like What they smell like. <laughs> Niggas be smelling like ass, but don't judge them. Yeah, like don't judge them because like, at the end of the day, you don't know what they bring going exactly. through or what they're going through. Facts. Like, and you being a dick to them isn't going to help. It just shows where you're flawed at. Yeah, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. It doesn't really help anybody. Don't judge them. Ask them if they need help. Yeah, or like, don't even, like, if you, if you're going to say something rude, or you're going to, like, just, like, think something rude, just don't even engage, you know, like. Before you say something rude, look at yourself and think of all the rude things we can say about you. Right, because, like, <laughs> I feel like they teach you this in customer service. It's like, oh, this person gets mad at you. It has nothing to do with you. And, like, I hate customer service, <laughs> but like it has, it's kind of true because like most of the time, like when somebody's mad, it has nothing to do with that person. It's, they're mad at whatever's going on in their life, yeah. or whatever situation's happening in their life. But like taking that into account, like again, like moving forward, like don't judge anybody. No offense to anybody, you ain't shit. <laughs> like Facts. you are nobody. Nobody shit. Like you have no right to be judging somebody at all. Again, because, like, you don't know where they've been. You don't know what they're doing. And vice versa. They don't know what you've done. They don't know what you're going, what you're struggling with. But that's the thing. Like, life is a struggle. Everybody's going through their own thing. Judging somebody doesn't really help the situation. But it's, like, how can we help each other grow? How can we help each other get through our situations? How exactly. can we make it not to, like, sound so, like, cliche and, like, kumbaya, but, like, how do we make this a better place for everybody, you know? Like, I'm not saying love and peace. You know, it's just like, how do we make it more livable for everybody? Mm-hmm. If you have a platform like I do and Belinda has, like, use your platform for positive things. Like, you know, try to use it to make an in- positive impact in the community. And it doesn't even have to be, I guess in this case, like, it doesn't even have to be such a big thing. Like, all I ever really do is just, like, share people's, like, music mm-hmm. or their photo art or their, like, um, small business stuff. Because, like, one share, one, like, goes a long way. Like, it really does. Like, it's just word of mouth. Like, it just helps spread the word. Make somebody's day. Yeah, so that's really, like, it, it really can be the smallest thing. If you could tell somebody it's a, a compliment, like, do that. I encourage you all to, instead of being a dick, because I can be a dick sometimes, especially, like, on the freeway, because I hate Utah drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to go away. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, like, you know being pissed about one thing like find something to be grateful for like Belinda said like find something to be grateful at least one thing right find one thing to be grateful for and like give somebody a compliment and if you can't give somebody a compliment give yourself a compliment facts you got anything else to add to end it with nope summed it up well thank you for being here thanks for having me I appreciate it that shit goes by quick so much to Belenta for joining us. I'm going to give him a chance to shout out his social media accounts if you want to follow him and make sure you subscribe and listen to his music. 
Yo, it's good. It's C Valente. If you want to tap in with me, get to know me a little bit more, all you got to do is Google C-V-A-L-E-N-T-A, C Valente. Everything you need will pull up. You don't want to give your social media, like actual accounts? Uh, okay, for sure. <laughs> uh, actual accounts. Instagram, C.V4LENTA. Yeah, tap in with me. <laughs> don't worry, guys, we'll tag his, uh, his Instagram, all his that. Twitter account. I don't YouTube. know. I don't know all those off top, but. You know, we can always. I was going to say Google, but let's just go on the apps. I only know my Instagram. <laughs> Your Twitter is at CV4LENTA. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. And then your YouTube is just C.Lenta. Let's go. Alright, but we'll tag everything on the social media posts. So make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Again, thank you to. Do you just say C. Valenta or is it Valenta? C. Valenta. But I tell people, I tell people just call me either C or Valenta, whichever they prefer. So thank you so much to C. Valenta for joining us on this podcast. We appreciate having him. He got vulnerable. The tequila was smooth. Fire. He didn't eat the conchas, but that's fine. I'm taking it home for dessert. For the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on on the self-inflicted podcast, such as who our guests will be on the coming episodes, podcast collabs, small businesses, highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is self-inflicted podcast, and our Twitter account is at podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with the episode, learned something from it. If you like the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. And you might as well share the episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is the boy. I will see you all next week for a whole new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And remember, stay spooky this season. Doses. <laughs> Hey, Cochitos, thank you so much for listening to our episode with C. Valenta. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I do apologize that we've been a little bit delayed with the episode. I am currently on holiday as well. So it's just taking me a second. And if you can't tell by my voice, I'm all a little sick right now. So therefore, the episode is delayed. But I'm so glad you guys got a chance to hear it. And as a special treat and as an apology, here's some new music from C. Valenta. Hope you all enjoy. Make sure you subscribe and listen to his music and support your local musicians. Happy holidays, Conchitas, and Happy New Year's. Busted Nikes, holding my jeans. Stains on my t-shirt from collard greens, don't bother me. I'm from poverty, section 08 property. Treated welfare checks like they the lottery Eyes watery, I gotta be The one that make it, if not, who gon' follow me? Who gon' love me, not my Instagram following? Got a couple mil, but still ain't got no tolerance Lost a couple friends, the circle getting smaller here They told me 2020 was the hardest year That was light work It used to be dark times, now the lights work They got a lighthouse shining on sea Metaphors I probably don't need Ask your heart, he'll probably agree Look at my son, a product of me Look at me, a prophet to be Another kid with no dollar to eat Crooked smile, don't look at my teeth Broken home, I'm feeling alone When I'm finally gone, don't call out my phone When I finally make it, don't say I'm your favorite 
When I win that Grammy, don't say that you played it. Early morning, off to that bag again. They say money don't buy happiness. That's what happens when a broke nigga turn adamant. Or a white man who always had the shit. Got a dream, but it don't pay to be passionate. Consider this record to be the catalyst. 